Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about what to do when it feels like you're drowning. You feel overwhelmed and that things are coming at you from every direction. And I want to be honest with you, I have had so many of these moments in my life and I still have moments where it feels like a wave of, I don't even know how to describe it, but everything hits you all at once. And I know that part of this is a lesson for me when things feel like everything's coming at me at once and I'm not sure what I'm going to do, I know that's a lesson in trust and faith for me. But it can feel so overwhelming and scary. I've talked before about times in my life when I was so miserable and unhappy I didn't even want to get out of bed in the morning. About how I just prayed that you know, maybe I just wouldn't wake up today and then things would be better. And that wasn't the answer. But I understand when you feel so overwhelmed that that feels like the only viable solution would be just make it all go away. Like that's all you want to hear is make it all go away. As a single mom, there would be days when I just didn't know how I was going to get through it. I felt like I was drowning, which is why I wanted to title this podcast, What to Do When You Feel Like You're Drowning, because that's what it felt like. It felt like I was barely treading water some days from the responsibilities that I had, from all of the bills that come along with being a parent, and my ex, let's face it, he paid the bare minimum. They based his child support off of what he made working a retail job, and I know that he makes a lot more money now, but I'll never see that, and I never saw the help when they were growing up, and you know, I've come to terms with that. I've had to, and when I was raising them, growing up with them, I really thought a lot of times, this isn't fair. I had that victim mentality, you know, and it wasn't fair. And people would say to me, oh my gosh, that's all you get. I have one child and I get almost that much, you know, or I'd get comments like that. And the thing that always surprised me too, were the people who would say, oh my gosh, you've got your life so together, or you just, you know, you work so hard and and you're holding it all together and I don't know how you do it. And I would want to say to those people, I'm not. (laughs) Like, I am struggling here. I am on the struggle bus, and every day is so difficult. It feels so treacherous. And I would never go back and say that I would want to, you know, do things differently because I know there was a reason for everything, and I know there were lessons that I had to learn. But there were just days when I just wanted to just disappear. I wanted to get in the car and drive as far and as fast away 
as I could. I wanted to run away like every day. As a kid, I didn't even want to run away as much as I've wanted to run away as an adult. You know, I just wanted like a weekend to myself where I wasn't responsible for anything. And I remember saying to one of my friends one time, like, all I want is, you know, I just want a weekend where I just, or a week where I'm off. Like, I don't have to do anything. Well, I don't have to be responsible for all of this stuff and I can just take some time. And she said, well, you're a parent, so you can't. And I remember at the time when she said that thinking like, that's not fair and that isn't right. But I understand what she was saying. Like, you have to step up to the plate. You do have to take care of your kids. You have to be responsible. You have all of this responsibility. But you have to take care of yourself. And unfortunately, I was raised in a family where self-care was considered selfish. Honestly. It took a long time for me to feel okay going to get a massage or going to do something myself because my mom would make me feel so guilty for wanting to take a little time to myself. And in fact, if I'm being totally and completely honest, one of the reasons that I didn't date when my kids were little is because my family kind of made me feel like I was deserting them or doing, you know, being a horrible mom for trying to have a life. And when I look back at it now, and I, you know, I didn't even really think about it, but looking back at it now, people treated me like I was a bad mom for wanting to have a break from being a mom. And as I'm saying this, I know there are people out there listening to this who are young moms And you're understanding the struggle that being a parent is because no one ever tells you how truly difficult being a parent is. They don't come with instruction manuals. It would be great if they did. They give you a thousand page instruction manual on how to run your new car, but they send you home from the hospital with your babies like, hey, good luck. And you're like, what? How am I expected to do this? And when you want just a little time off, it's like, oh no, you're being a bad parent for that. And it's totally unfair and two-sided. And I know that there are good dads out there. And I know, because personally, I have a friend out there who is a single dad too. And I know he stepped up to the plate and took care of his kids. But in some cases, it's like a double standard because... My ex was out partying, living up his life, having them every other weekend, able to date and do whatever. And I was so stressed to the point that I, at one point, literally thought I was having a heart attack and had to go to the hospital because I was so stressed. I was having chest pains. And my family was like, oh, you know, it's just, well, it's okay. And then they would step up for a little bit and they've helped. I'm not saying they didn't. So please don't take it that way. But I don't think they understood fully. And I don't think they grasp fully what it has felt like to have to be the sole parent. And yes, I know my mom is a single mom, but 
still, like, honestly, she was one of the ones I got the most judgment from. She would make snide comments or, you know, just whatever. And honestly, one of my favorite parts of the day was bedtime. Because once they would go to sleep, then I at least had a little bit of time to myself. I could take a hot, relaxing bath. I could watch TV. I could do whatever. I could read a book. Things I couldn't do when they were awake. And I love them to pieces and I don't want anyone to take it the wrong way. But there were just times in my life where, again, I just felt like I just need to get out of here. And of course I never did. But the reason I'm telling you this is because no matter what it is in your life, being a parent, your work responsibilities, whatever it is, it can feel overwhelming. Life can feel overwhelming. It's almost like you've seen those rooms where they start to close in on you. That's what it feels like. It feels like the walls are just closing in and you're being buried by all this stuff and you're trying to stay afloat and you're struggling so hard to stay afloat when you had to tread water and you're trying and you're trying and you're staying just above water but you're taking on water sometimes and your legs are getting tired and you're getting very, very sore and you just, you're not sure how much longer you can stay above water. That's what it feels like. It's like your soul is just tired, exhausted. And I've been at that point many times in my life. And you know, when my kids were babies, I honestly just thought it would be better if I just didn't wake up in the morning. And I'm glad now that God didn't listen to me. But I was so depressed then. And there are still times when I get that same overwhelming feeling. But the difference is that now I know how to balance my life. I know what to do when I start getting that overwhelming feeling. So what I want to talk to you about today is what do you do when you start to feel like you're drowning? Maybe you feel like you're drowning in debt. I want to be honest with you. I feel like that at this point in my life right now. Switching jobs, although it presented a lot of great opportunities for me because I'm closer to home and I'm with my kids and I have more time, there's a trade-off. It's less money. It means having to sacrifice things. It means having to work harder in other areas of my life, on my business. It's to the point where I've thought to myself, maybe I need to just quit doing podcasts and I need to just walk away from my business so I can go get a second job. That's where it's been lately. And I'm being brutally honest with you because... I don't want you to think that my life is all rainbows and sunshine. It's not. I am a human just like you. And I experience setbacks just like you. But the difference is that I don't stay on the ground. But I very well could. 
And it could be easy just to lay down and say, okay, I'm just going to stay here. But I've learned so many valuable lessons throughout my life and the lessons that I can share with you, which are that I trust that there's a greater plan, that the universe has my back. And I know one of the reasons I had to take this job is because my son has needed me. His bout with depression reached a scary level this year. And it happened while I was there. And had I been at my other school, I would not have been able to help him. Because I would have had to try to be arranging things from a distance and getting people to cover my classes, which I would not have been able to do. Not easily, anyway. And because I was here, I was able to help him. He really, really needed help. And I'll be straight up honest with you. It was scary. It's downright scary when your kids are struggling and you don't know how to help them. And that's kind of what was happening. And luckily, luckily, I was able to get him to the right people, get him the help he needed, and he's doing much better. But I also have faith in the universe, and I know that everything happens for a reason and that there's a plan, even when I don't understand it. Because I'll be totally honest with you, when this job came open, I almost didn't want to take it because I liked my job where I was, and even though it was a drive, I love the people I work with, and I was starting to finally feel like like the money was pretty good, and I knew we were going to be getting a raise the next year, and my retirement was already set there, so there were a lot of reasons for me to say, no, I'm not taking this job. But when I sat with my intuition and I said, should I? What I heard was yes. And now I know why. I didn't at the time. And I know enough to know that the universe is going to have my back and that the the financial thing is going to turn around. I know that. And it's taking patience. And it's trust. It's a lesson, right? It's a test of my faith and my trust. And so I have to remind myself of that. So maybe your situation is debt. So what do you do if you're drowning in debt? So first of all, I would say, look at your finances. There are a lot of things you can do that are simple, that can help you at least turn things around. One of the things I had to do when I was younger was, you know, my ex-husband, he, he left me with $8,000 in credit card debt. And before I met him, I always had a zero balance on my credit cards. Like I would put things on and then pay it off right away. So this $8,000 in credit card debt, I flipped out. So what I had to do was I took out a loan, a personal loan. And I paid off the credit card with the personal loan. And instead of accumulating 19 or 20% interest rates every month that I couldn't pay the total balance, 
I was now only acquiring, I think at the time I was able to get like a loan at four or 5% interest. So I was at least not acquiring more and more debt. So that was one thing that I did where I was able to pay it off. Another thing that I did was to make a list and a budget for, you know, when I went grocery shopping because it's incredible what you spend and you don't even realize it. A dollar here, 50 cents here, it adds up. So when I would go to the grocery store, I would find that I would spend on things that I didn't need, but because the stores are really good at marketing and they put things out on the end caps and put sales out and you think it's a good deal and you grab it, but you don't even really need it. It's just an impulsive buy. So the other thing that I started doing was shopping online and Walmart, where I live, has a grocery pickup. So I started sitting down and planning out the meals that I was going to make for the week. And Pinterest was another fabulous tool for that. I would go through my pins. And and that way, too, I could also kind of control if I was eating healthy or not. I would make a healthy board. And I would try to do at least, you know, a couple of meals from the healthy board every week. And so I would get all of my groceries, everything I would need ahead of time. And yes, it does take planning, but honestly, I would just do it throughout the week and it didn't really take much time. I just add things to my list. I have in my phone, my calendar and what I'm going to make for each day. And then on top of that, I would just buy the things we need for home, basic things And, you know, I don't go overboard with snack stuff for the kids. I just try to buy a few healthy things here and there. And I don't load up my house with snacks. So then we're not overeating and I'm not overspending. So that was one of the things I did. And I found that it really helped. Really, truly did. But maybe you're, you know, still feeling anxious about it. One of the biggest things you need to do is you need to understand that money is just energy. And when we're fearful of it and we're so anxious and worried and we have to look at our bank account every five seconds, we're actually sending out negative energy and repelling money from coming towards us because we're actually coming from a place of fear which is a low vibrational energy. So what can you do about that? Well, there's a lot of things you can do. First of all, when you feel those fear-based thoughts coming in, take a deep breath and say, rewind, delete, and then reframe your thoughts. You need to think of something better. What thought would make you happy? So if you are thinking about these bills that keep coming in and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay them, take a breath, stop, say, rewind, delete, And then reframe it with something like, I'm so happy I'm always able to pay my bills on time. It'll make you feel better. And if you keep believing it, it's crazy how things happen. And I'm not lying to you when I say this. Things can show up in amazing ways. Like I said, two weeks ago, I was worried about my bills coming out early because I'm still trying to get used to going from being paid once a month to twice a week because I had all my bills set to come out on the same date, which would have not worked out for me the way that I'm getting paid now. So I had to try to fix all of that. And I was a little worried, like, oh, did I catch every bill? 
And magically, our HR director sent us an email and said, we switched banks and they goofed and you got your paycheck early, like three days early. So happy Wednesday or whatever. And I was not expecting that at all. But I didn't worry when I thought that maybe my bills might come out at a different time. I just didn't worry. And I knew somehow it was going to be handled. And it's not like I'm turning a blind eye and saying, don't look at your finances. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, don't worry. Don't look at it with fear. Instead, see this as like a great challenge. Like, look how I can turn this around. And you will. Everything is fixable. If you're struggling because you have so much responsibility, like you're a young mom or single mom or single dad, or your work is throwing too much at you, then it's time to ask for help from others where you can. And it's time to put yourself first. Like I said, my family always used to make me feel guilty about putting myself first. You know, my mom would be like, you know, it's not about you. It's, you know, now nothing. I see these posts all the time where it's like, nothing else matters but your kids. Your kids come first. It has to be all about your kids. You know what? That's kind of BS. Because if you're a drained, sad sack mess, what are you going to do for your kids? Nothing. They're going to remember a mom who didn't want to do anything because she had no energy or a dad who was crabby all the time because he was overworked. Nobody wants that. So what I'm telling you is stop thinking it's selfish to take care of you. It's not. It's only selfish when it becomes like an 80-20 kind of a situation and you're barely looking after your kids, but you've got to take care of yourself. There has to be balance and balance with everything. It's like I used to be a cocktail waitress when I was in college. Great job, not <laughs> but anyway, I was, and I had this tray that I would carry, and I would have the drinks on the tray, and you have to have the drinks set up so that it distributes the balance equally on the tray. And one time somebody took one of the drinks off they were trying to help, but they took the drink off the tray while I was holding it, and when they did, the whole tray flipped over totally on top of itself because they picked up the weight, and now all of the weight on the tray was not distributed equally, and so my whole tray flipped over, and I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, luckily, it wasn't expensive drinks or anything, but I was still like, uh, and it was right in front of the owner of the bar. I'm like, oh, yikes. <laughs> like, I'm going to get fired. But I didn't because she saw what happened, you know, and she, she was like, yeah, yeah, you can't. I know I was just trying to help, but you can't pick up the drink like that. I'm like, I know because everything was off balance. So in the same way, you have to be balanced and you can't be balanced. If you're giving, 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 you're going to lose your mind. You're going to be so overwhelmed. You're going to want to crawl back into bed and put the covers over your head and never come out again. And I know because I've been there, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's okay for you to take some time. And I have to tell you, and I know some of you know this because if you've been following my podcast for a while, you were with me when I went on vacation. But last year and part of the year before, so I, you know, I was supposed to go with an ex-boyfriend to San Diego and he canceled on me last minute like a jerk. 
And I was stuck with the airfare. And at first I was so like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I'm crying and all heartbroken and a snotty mess. And my brother was like, well, you could just take your airfare and get it changed over and go see dad. You could go to Florida. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could do that. And he's like, well, I'll go with you. And we could go to Disney and, you know, it'll be fun. So I ended up turning this thing that I thought was like such a horrible, awful thing into like one of the best times I've ever had in my life. I mean, Disney is fun with kids, but if you've ever experienced it without kids, oh my gosh, amazing. You get to do whatever you want to do and you can drink around the world at Epcot and it's awesome. And it was the food and like flower and garden festival. So we had so much fun. We were able to try everything from every little stand and it didn't cost me $6 billion because I didn't have my two kids with me and it was just me. And it was great. And I could sit and listen to the mariachi band if I wanted to. I had an amazing time. And, you know, my kids were like, I can't believe you went to Disney without us. And it was for like three days, guys. It wasn't even that long. And at first I kind of felt bad, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, but then I thought, no, you know what? I deserve time out and time to go and do things. And when I was a kid, my mom went and had a vacation with her friend. They went to New Orleans and she never made me feel bad about it, you know, so why not? It was awesome. And it was so awesome, in fact, that my brother and I said, you know what? We need to go back for the food and wine. We've always wanted to do it. It was a bucket list thing. And I usually don't get to because I'm in school, but I was like, you know what? I have a day off in October this time. Maybe I could just also take a Monday and they would only be missing one day of school. And so we did it and we went to the food and wine festival and it was even better. And the weather in Florida in April and October, awesome. Upper seventies, like maybe low eighties. Perfect for me. I had an amazing time and there was no humidity then. So great. And I felt so much better. Like when I came home, I felt rejuvenated and renewed. So if you can and you need to get away for a weekend, whether it's with your spouse, your girlfriend, whether it's just by yourself, whatever, sometimes we just need that. We need the time away. When I said I literally wanted to run away, running away was the best thing ever because I didn't literally just run away, but I planned a little getaway and it was just what I needed. And it's okay for you to do that. You need to do that now and then. And you need to not feel guilty about it. And if you're a parent, sometimes we feel guilty about spending money on ourselves. Stop it. Okay? Again, you cannot be the best parent for your kids if you are totally wiped out emotionally. So you need to take care of you. So when it feels like things are overwhelming. I want you to take a breath and I want you to ask yourself, what is causing this? What is it? And if it's that you've been so busy, take a break. If it's that it's a certain situation, then I want you to sit with yourself and try to connect to your intuition and your higher self and get guidance and say, what do I do? You can even have a reading. I mean, we can even tap into that stuff during a reading. I can use tarot cards or I can just use oracle cards, but 
even sometimes when I'm just connecting with people, like their situation will, you know, pop up to me right away and I can help you with guidance and answers. But whatever you do, don't stay down in that dark place feeling overwhelmed. You need to address it and do something about it. So sometimes it's just disconnecting from the world for a little bit. Sneaking away to your room to read a good book or to watch a little TV. And sometimes meaningless TV is awesome because it makes you laugh. And you just forget about everything for a little while, which is what you need. Your brain needs a break from all of the stimulation of everything you're going through. So do that. You know, one thing I've always wanted to try, and I've never done it, so if you have and you want to let me know how it was, I would be interested to hear. But one of those deprivation tanks, you know, where you float, one of those float therapy sessions or whatever, I've always wanted to try that. Because I'll have to say that when I go swimming and I'm in a pool, one of the things I love to do is just to like float. And it's so relaxing and peaceful. So I bet that one of those things would be amazing. So maybe try that. Maybe go get a massage if you've never had one. Go try acupuncture. Go try something you've never even done before. Go try axe throwing. I don't know. That's a new thing now. And now I've even seen where they have smashing rooms where you can go in and break stuff. I mean, that kind of sounds fun, if I'm being honest. Because we know we can't break our stuff here, but if you could like go somewhere where you're not responsible for the stuff you break and you can get your energy out, that might be kind of fun. Try inventive ways to make yourself feel better. You deserve to be taken care of and you shouldn't feel stressed out all the time. So when you get to that point, make sure that you're breathing Breathing is so important and you would be surprised how when you get super stressed out, you forget to breathe correctly. You're holding your breath and you're tense. Take a deep breath and relax your shoulders and just allow the energy to move through you and ask the universe to send down a cleansing white light through you to clear your energy. Do a tapping, do a meditation, go for a walk, go get in nature, ground yourself, hold a crystal, Take a hot, relaxing bath. Just do whatever you need to do to bring yourself back to center and balance. And if you need help, reach out and ask for it. So many people want to help us and we don't even realize it because we'd never ask. Well, guys, I wanted to pull a card for you today. And the card I pulled for you today is from The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And it's, I am a spirit having a human experience and I'm here to get closer to love. And I love that because everything is all about love and it's our own humanness that makes it not about love. We're the ones who throw fear into the mix and all of these low vibrational energies and emotions into the mix. It's like, me personally, I've always had a fear of rejection and abandonment. It's just there. And it's one of the things I've had to heal as I've gone through this journey. And so whenever things are triggering me, when something happens, and I know it's a lesson and it's a trigger, I have to be better about recognizing, oh, that's a trigger, and saying, what's this really about? Sometimes people are put on our path or situations are put on our path to teach us a lesson. 
And so if we think about it with love and we look at it from a different perspective and say, listen, like when I get rejected for things, now I look at it like my rejection is God's protection. So the reason that something wasn't meant for me is because God had something different in mind. And it's usually better. Um, And I don't say that, you know, it's, I don't say that it's better to say, I mean, it might be better for your higher good in a different way because a lot of jobs that I would have wanted, they weren't bad jobs. It's just that there were certain aspects of the job that wouldn't have fit with me. And so when something better came along, it lined up perfectly. So sometimes the thing that you're wanting can be perfectly good, but the timing isn't right or there's just something about it that God says, no, because this would be better for you for this reason. And you might not know the reason right away, but eventually you will. And it's just about having faith and trust and knowing that you're on the right path and that the universe is divinely guiding your steps and supporting you 100% of the way. Just tell yourself every day, everything is always working out perfectly for me. One of the things I love to do is I have a whole Pinterest board Actually, I have several of them. I have them divided up. I have different Pinterest boards for um, different mantras. So I have one that's for money and success. I have one that's for love. And then I have one that is for um, just specifically for business owners. And I look at those mantras daily and I look at them and I say them to myself and I really feel what it feels like to believe those things. Like everything always works out perfectly for me. Money flows to me in unexpected ways. I am abundantly rich and blessed. And I think of all of those things. And the thing is, it's all true. Even when money is sometimes tight, everything always works out fine in the end. And I've never had to worry or feel like I wasn't going to have enough. That's a temporary fear-based emotion, and I know that it's useless, and it really does the opposite of what I'm wanting it to do. It's blocking me from my abundance instead of pulling me towards it. So when I let those fear-based thoughts go and I say to myself, everything's working out perfectly for you, and I trust it, things do work out perfectly for me, as I know they will for you. So... Just hold on to that belief that the universe is always behind you, having your back, guiding your steps, showing you the way, even if it's one step at a time, have faith. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for being with me today. And as always, if you like this podcast, one of the greatest compliments you can give me is to share it or to leave a review. That way others can help, you know, help I'm not finding my words. That way, it can help others find me. And my goal is to help as many people as possible. So I sincerely appreciate those of you who share and have left reviews. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the people who reach out to me to your comments. They're amazing. I really appreciate that. If you would like to work with me, you can check out my website, melissaoatman.com where you can check out all of the services that I offer. And if you want to book a session with me, you can simply email me at melissaoatman77 at gmail.com 
or you can text me or message me on Facebook or Instagram. All of my information, my contact info is always in the description to every podcast, so you can find it there. And if you don't know what you need, but you'd like to work with me, you can always call me or text me and we can discuss it. People do that all the time. And I absolutely do not mind you reaching out to me. Also, if you would like to purchase my new deck, Divine Whispers, you can see this deck on my Facebook Lives. I go live every Monday at 530 Central and I do a free reading for you. And thank you to those of you who showed up this week for me. It was so much fun and I had so many people on the live. I love that. And um, you can see the deck. You can purchase it from my website. And if you would like to see it first, join me on my next Facebook Live. As always, I want to thank you for being here with me. And I hope that you have a fabulous day. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.